Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your girl, Coach C. Today, I have a very special episode for you with a very special guest, as always. So let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have a former athlete, a current academic advisor, coordinator. Um, she's worked at multiple D1 schools. And yeah, and she worked with the boys. So she has a little bit of insight of what she does today and giving y'all some, you know, some in Lord, I just said that. She's going to give y'all some insight on her role and how you can be like her to be. So if you introduce yourself and let the people know who you are. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me, Cece. It's a huge honor. Um, like she said, my name is Sierra Solomon. Um, I'm an academic coordinator for the men's basketball team and women's soccer team at NC State. Um, I went to North Carolina Central University, mm-hmm. the best HBCU on the planet. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> originally, I got my undergraduate degree in mass communication. Um, I thought I wanted to be like a sports broadcaster type thing. Um, and then that kind of shifted. I love Central so much that I decided to stay there and go to grad school. Um, and I that's kind of where I got into um, athletic administration, sports management, um, whatever you want to call it. And uh, that's really where I found my passion at. Um, I'm a former student athlete myself. I did receive a full scholarship to play basketball at um, NCCU. Was actually a part of the first um, Division One class with the transition from moving um, from D2 to D1. So that was a huge honor um, and something really special. Yes, yes, definitely. So, and that, that I didn't even know that, you know, because I I know that, um, you know, Centro switched over from the MEAC. I mean, not from the MEAC, from CIAA to the MEAC. But I didn't know it was that recent, you know? Like, the, yeah. you know, <laughs> like we're not that old. So I'm like, geez like I knew that happened but I'm like dang like so yeah um but and going a little bit now into what what you do with your current position you're an academic coordinator I'm at NC State can you talk a little bit about um that position and the past positions you've had for example like um any grad assistant positions and then you know your first position as an academic coordinator and things like that and talk about that little transition and stuff Yeah, so I'll I'll start with Central because that's kind of where it all started at. Um, I knew that I love sports and I just didn't quite know like how to get involved at SCCU. So um, my good friend Andre Clark, who actually played football at Central, we were in the same grad program and he was already a grad assistant for the athletic department. So I was like, yo, Dre, like, you got to put me on. Like, (laughs) I don't know the person that's there now because he was new. He wasn't there when Mm -hmm. I played. I was like, you got to put me on. Like, I'll do anything. And so he was like, okay, just come to this office this day and I got you. And I mean, that's pretty much how it started. I showed up. I said, I want to help. Like, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Um, And George was his, George is his name. He was over student athlete development at the time. And he's just like, basically, I just went there and volunteered. Um, my first year of grad school, I was actually a TA for the 
the grad from my department. So I taught um, a PE class and I helped one of the teachers out. And then um, I just volunteered with athletics my first year. And so the summertime came around and there was this huge um, summer bridge program that Central got a million dollar grant for actually, mm. um, which is a, it's supposed to help first year student athletes with their transition from high school to college. Mm. And so George was like, do you want to help us with the summer bridge program? Like I can't pay you, but you can, I'll pay for your, like your dorm. You can live in yeah. the dorm because all the, <laughs> the student athletes, like they live in a dorm. So I'm like, sure, I'll do anything again. Like, I don't have yeah. much experience. My mom's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are you working for free? I'm like, mom's going to pay off. Like, just trust me. So fast forward, went through that. Um, it was a great experience. I was able to meet the freshman student athletes and really create a bond with them. And that's really where I realized my passion for working with student athletes because within the summer bridge program we did various activities with them but my main responsibility was kind of monitoring study hall mm -hmm. um and so within that a lot of the student athletes once they got comfortable with me they would be miss sierra can you help me with this or do you want to look over this and i realized like i really like this like yeah <laughs> okay i'm gonna i'm gonna look into this a little bit more and so that's what i did my second year they actually offered me like a graduate assistantship um, athletics did. And so I was actually the study hall monitor for all student athletes, not just the, the freshmen. Mm -hmm. um, so at Central, the student athletes are required to do a certain number of hours each week. And so I was the person that monitored the building where they came in and did their hours. Mm -hmm. um, and so within that, I started looking at like more internships, jobs, like that work with student athletes. Mm. And so I came across the, the internship at University of South Florida, which was um, an assistant academic coordinator position. Um, and so I applied for it. Um, I also applied for a position at Miami, the University of Miami, same type of internship deal. And I actually had my, my interview with them and um, it, it didn't go great. I knew I wasn't going to get the position. Um, and then <laughs> you said that's so forward. nice. You said it's so like, <laughs> yeah, it didn't go like <laughs> it did. It didn't go great. When, when the call dropped in the middle of the interview, I knew something. I was like, yeah, this isn't good. <laughs> but um, so fast forward, like two weeks later, I get a call from the University of South Florida. And they're like, hey, we want to interview you. Um, are you free to interview on this day? And so. I did. I interviewed and it was crazy because the night before the interview, I was up finishing my like final project for grad school. Mm -hmm. So I had gotten like no sleep. I was working on my final project, procrastinating, waiting to the last minute um, to get it done. And so I had my interview and I knew it was going to be a good fit. I knew I killed it. And like the, actually the same day they called me and offered me the position. Um, so I was and very very excited <laughs> yeah i was super excited so uh, fast forward graduated packed up my car drove down to tampa it was my first time really being away from home i'm from raleigh went to school in durham so this was a huge transition but it was honestly like the best and worst time of my life um <laughs> i say it was the best because i learned so much um when it comes to being an adult and then also working in this field um because at central again small d1 school we just turned d1 
we had one academic advisor mm. when I was there for all the sports. So I didn't really get the one-on-one attention. Mm -hmm. We didn't have tutors. We didn't have mentors. We didn't have much help. So it's like either you going to know it or you don't know it and you Mm got to figure it out on your own. And so I didn't really know what the position entailed. Like I had no idea what I was getting myself into, (laughs) to be honest. But um, yeah, so USF, I'm assistant academic coordinator working with men's basketball and women's basketball. Um, and honestly, it was just a great experience overall. Um, I made, this is, I I like, a lot of people don't know this because they saw me living in Tampa and Mm -hmm. they were like, you look like you're having so much fun. It's a beautiful city, Mm -hmm. but I was broke. Yeah. Like internships, everybody knows how that struggle goes, Mm -hmm. but my internship in, in Tampa, it wasn't full time. It was only 28 hours a week mm. at $11 an hour. Yeah. So the bills still got to be paid right. and all of that. So I, ha- I actually had to end up picking up another job working at Dick Sporting Goods. So I would work at USF from like nine to three, mm-hmm. leave straight from there and go to my second job at Dick's and work pretty much until close. And I did that pretty much every day. Um, for at least five days a week. Um, like I said, it was it was a great experience because I learned so much about the position. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, when they hear academic advisor or academic coordinator, they think like, oh, you're a trainer. And I'm like, no, I don't. Right. I'm an athletic trainer. Like, I actually like make sure that the student athletes are on track with their school, with their graduation. Right. There's, there's so much that goes into it. Um, and I, I love the I love the position. I love the field. So I try to like tell people about it as much yeah. as I can because especially like African Americans mm-hmm. and Black women and Black yes. men like and there's look, not look, a lot I'm, of us. I'm gonna pause. I'm trying to before you go too deep. We're gonna get <laughs> I'm sorry, there. We're I'm gonna sorry, get there. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, because I'm I'm just I wanted to stop you too because I'm grateful that you said you're being very transparent. That's one thing I like on, um, I bring attention to on all of my interviews. I just want to make sure that people understand, like being transparent is very appreciative, appreciative, you know, whatever you appreciate. We appreciate your transparency because you talking about how you basically, you know, you had to work for free. You had to work for free. You had to work for, and then you went on and got the position. You moved to a whole different state and had to make a sacrifice of your social life to a certain degree, you know, to mm-hmm. basically, okay, I want this position, but I'm not going to be able to really pay everything I need to with this one position. So I have to work my butt off so that eventually I do get into that full-time position, you know? So pretty much, um, I'm just, you know, that's one thing that people need to understand. Like, you not everything is not just going to come how we want it to come. Sometimes you do have to sometimes just prove yourself. And not even you're not even trying to say you're proving yourself to the people around you, but even to yourself, just being showing yourself that you can do what you you know what you want to do. And, exactly. Um, and yeah, so going into NC State because um, we are going to get to you know being a black woman and stuff like that in your role, but being at NC State um, compared to the other schools you worked at or even like you said compared to NCCU not having certain a num- a numerous roles or positions um, for certain things how is it you know like how is it at NC State they treating you good you're loving it like <laughs> yeah I mean so 
after my internship at USF, I actually didn't get a full-time position. I was an intern at NC State for a year. Mm. Um, and it just so happened that like I did such a good job that they wanted to keep me. So this is actually my, my first year full-time, but it it's a lot. Like it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of responsibility. Yes. Um, especially working with a revenue sport. Um, so if you're not familiar with that term, it's generally like a men's basketball or football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the level that it's at, it's a lot of pressure because the student athletes basically they're playing in the ACC, which is one of the best basketball leagues that we have here um, in the NCAA. And so they're under a lot of pressure. They don't really understand the importance of school right now. So trying to get them to understand why you need to go to class, why you got to do the assignments on your own, why other people shouldn't be doing them for you. And just managing all of that. Like, I feel like I have 14 kids, honestly. Um, Just because I li- I pretty much like I'm their academic coach. Like they have their coaches that manage all of the basketball things. And then I'm the one that manages everything when it comes to academics. And from the outside looking in, it doesn't, it's like, well, why can't they just do it themselves? But you kind of got to dig a little deeper and understand the mentality that these players have and that how they've been brought up and how they've been praised since they were a young age for playing a basketball. Mm-hmm. So their whole mentality is not the same. And so that's what I try to get people to, to understand. But I mean, it's, it's a great school. It's a great institution, a great staff that I work with. Um, my director is super supportive, supportive of me, um, especially me being so young in this position, mm-hmm. generally like only having one or two years of experience you don't run a basketball program at a major power right that's not normal (laughs) yeah that's not normal at all so the fact that my director she trusts me because actually my supervisor he ended up leaving the program so he was over men's basketball and i was just kind of under him Mm -hmm. like helping Mm -hmm. um as a a full-time staff and he ended up leaving and instead of hiring someone um, full time, my director, she said, like, I trust you. And basically, like, I'm now I'm the one running it. Like, I talk to Coach Keats multiple times a day. Um, the coaches, they call me and ask me things like when it comes to making decisions, like I'm, I'm involved. And so it's been a huge transition, but I'm so grateful because I learned so much. Um, and I'm just looking, I'm excited to look forward to the future and i love it i love it boss lady you saying yeah, they calling me the coaches gotta call me <laughs> they gotta call you me know, like, like, that's a good thing though. <laughs> especially like you said being at a school of such um you know statue nc state being not only in basketball but football as well you know that is a powerhouse school like you said and just being in that position um you are how old are you i, I don't want to lie <laughs> are you good i'm 28 28 okay so you're 28 you're you have you know your bachelor's your master's you have your you know you, you did your internships you got your you know you're building a resume and you are a black woman so how does that feel knowing that you're 
the people around you, your you know, the people that you work for, um, the coaches, the players, even they respect you to be in that position and they respect you to reach out to you and things like that. How does that feel? It feels honestly like it gives me chills at times and it's it's such a wonderful feeling. Um, especially being able to connect with with the black men there mm -hmm. and like i have like an open door my my office is always open if it's closed something real serious is going on so i always keep my office door open and to be able to build relationships not only with my players but like i i know majority of the football team i don't work with football but they come and they stop by Women, my women's soccer girls, those African-American girls on that team, like they come to my office because that's a safe space for them. Being at a predominantly white institution, they don't really see a lot of people that look like them. Mm -hmm. So me, I try to connect and I try to have this open, safe space where they can come in and, you know, I have my I have football in there. Sometimes I have my basketball players in my office, women's soccer in there, like the track girls, they'll stop by. It's just I try to just keep that open communication because they go through things and sometimes they don't really know who to turn to or they don't they don't have anyone that they can turn to there because they might not be from North Carolina right. so I just try to just be a positive influence um, and it just feels really good when they just stop by to say hello or hey Miss Sierra I was in the office I just wanted to say hey or girl or Miss Sierra let me show you my new TikTok <laughs> so, it's just it's a really good feeling um, and it was, it's much needed because I had several football players come in my office one day and just say, like, we don't have a space to be us. Like, we don't have a space to just talk and talk about our experiences being a black male student athlete at a predominantly white institution. So I went to my director and I told her, like, I really want to create a group where our black student athletes have you know, like a space mm -hmm. to kind of get together and share their experiences. And so we kind of worked on it with um, our student athlete development person. And long story short, we have basically our men of color group for student athletes. And we have our women of color group for student athletes. And I, the men of color is ran by other male, other black male administrators. But the women of color group is so special to me because we get to bring these young ladies from all these sports, these mm -hmm. uh, student athletes of color from different sports that may not know each other or may not connect. And we get to connect and talk about diff different experiences and right. have, you know, different conversations where they feel safe to express how they feel or what they have going on. So it's, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And I'm glad you talked about that. Cause I was just about to, you know, bring that up when you were talking about, um, you know, creating that safe space because you definitely did by starting that, you know, and helping the boys, you know, build that in the girls. It's like, it was crazy because remember on the zoom session when you in essence, you know, y'all were like, what you work where? You do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and just going back to your point, though, like how you said the athletes of color, they don't even know each other like that. Exactly. And they all right there. And that's a prime example of you have an intern on the basketball side, the men's side, exactly. and one on the women's basketball side. And y'all still don't run into each other because of the, you know, what's going on on the campus and y'all personal lives and stuff like that. 
So it's crazy, and it's crazy because Reynolds is literally—I can look out the office and see like it's right next door. Like, so that's crazy because that's where women's basketball is. So, yeah, it's—I'm just—I'm just glad that the girls or the student athletes of color have this yes. this space because it's—it's much needed. It's much needed. Yes. Um, and then also before we go into the last few questions, we're gonna wrap it up soon. How do you think, um, you know, being an athlete or being around athletics helped you in your career, like help further you in your career, things like that? I think being an athlete for sure has helped me, especially with basketball, because I understand because I was I, I used to play like a I played AAU since I was nine years old. Like I was tomboy. I love basketball, like basketball, basketball. So like. <laughs> I was them and that's what I tell them a lot of times like I might not have played at the same level that you played on but I still did the same things I still had to wake up early I still had to go to film practice all of that stuff I did it so yes at times I can empathize with the guys when they go through things but I don't I don't sympathize with them so me being a former athlete I'm able to put myself in their shoes and kind of use that to motivate them mm-hmm. on those days where they're not doing what they're supposed to do. We might have had a, a, a game and we might have flew in and they played at nine o'clock and we flying back, getting home at two in the morning and they got to turn around and be up for class at nine. It's just like, hey, this is what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. And B, like you're not the only one doing this. So you got to be a student first and an athlete second. Look, and that's kind of what I try to. And then see, see if you don't do it, the next person will. Exactly. <laughs> take your spot. Exactly. Take your spot. And D, if you don't do it, if you're ineligible, you ain't going nowhere. Right. <laughs> going so back to mama just, house. Exactly. But I mean, to kind of sum it all up, I really just try to build really good working relationships with, with my players. And they, cause they know when people are being fake mm-hmm. and they know when you're being genuine and when you really care about them. And so I just, I just try to use that as a motivational factor. Like I don't care about grades. The grades will come if you do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell them. Like if you go to class, you study a little bit, like you just put in a little bit of effort and you come to your tutoring sessions and turn out your assignments in on time, the grades will take care of itself. So I just try to motivate them and um, just be there for them because they they have a lot of they have a lot of things going on. Yeah, especially in this position working you, with young black men. Okay, I think it's important to maintain a certain level of professionalism. Okay, because they they're young and sometimes they're a little immature and then sometimes they don't think before they speak. Mm-hmm. So establishing that boundary from the beginning. I think is very very crucial because then they know okay I can only go so far mm-hmm. um, and I'll just leave it at that but I think it's so important especially in this field to be professional because one little rumor one little mess Perfect. up and your whole career is gone so and sometimes it's not, not even <laughs> us you know it's not the exactly adults, the kid the kid exactly lying the kid making up something they just want to oh i'm cool i want to be cool today let me yeah and then they don't even know the um they don't even know what they're saying really yeah, they don't even know the ramifications yes. of what they're saying so i just try to be careful about what i wear to work you know even how much makeup i put on like okay is this 
is the stress long enough is you know i just i just try to watch all that when i'm on the road like especially on the road with them because i'm by myself i'm on a bus with 20 30 men yeah. so i just try to be professional because i don't want anyone to think that i got to where i met by not working hard mm-hmm. so and then um i'm gonna make this the last question where do you see yourself five years from now <laughs> so my ultimate goal um is to be well my ultimate goal is to be an athletic director but five years from now i see myself being a director of academic support services okay um so essentially over all of the sports and making sure that my unit is doing what they're supposed to do so I would be over like every single sport and have a staff that I would have to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. So that's that's kind of like my my five years. I see myself and I, eventually I, I want to be an athletic director and I want to be the athletic director at Central. Okay. So I'm trying to trying to learn as much as I can, especially from these PWIs. Yes. If I can bring it back. <laughs> yes. When we when we post this um podcast, we're gonna make sure we tag everybody at Central. Make yeah. sure they heard that. <laughs> Let them know. I'm I'm coming back. I'm just I'm just trying to soak it all up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, and then real quick, do you um do you have any last remarks, words of encouragement, or favorite quote you would like to leave with the people? Yeah, I I wanna leave a couple words of encouragement. Um, if you have a goal or if you have something that you want to do in life, like you got to understand it might not be an instant gratification. It's going to anything worth having is going to take time. And so don't get discouraged if you don't get that job right away. Like don't get discouraged if you literally got to start from the bottom, because if you work hard and you bust your tail, like your hard work is not going to be it's not going to go unnoticed. Yeah. So just even in the times where you feel like, why am I doing this? Like, just keep pushing. And like, I know I said on your podcast, um, we had a few weeks ago, I said, trust the process. But I actually want to kind of rephrase that and say, trust your process. Because everybody's journey is different. So even though this person might graduate from school and get a job making 80, 90,000, like that might not be your journey and your process. So just trust the process, trust your process that you're going through and just continue to work hard and believe in yourself, even if, you know, other people don't or they don't see your vision. Yes. And then lastly, the last, last, last thing I always, I keep saying the last thing, the last thing. But um, <laughs> seriously, any shout outs or thank yous you want to give out to um, anybody that was in your life that influenced you or, you know, made an impact on you? Yeah, for sure. So, of course, I want to start with my mom. Like, I, be, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today without her. Um, strongest lady that I know. Wouldn't have been able to, to survive in Tampa. Wouldn't have been able to do half of the things that I was able to do without her. And then again, shout out to Andre Clark. Um, always pushing me, even when I didn't believe in myself all the time. And putting me on with George Majette. Again, major shout out to George uh, for even giving me a chance. I had no idea what I was doing, but he also believed in me. And then to my supervisor from USF, Ashley Grigsby, pretty much taught me how this goes, pushed me, 
so hard. I would get frustrated, but it, it's all worth it because I, I just appreciate her for constantly pushing me and not letting me settle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to my current director, Katie Graham, for again, trusting in me and like letting me prove and seeing my hard work and just, you know, letting me bring my ideas and implementing them into the program. Um, I, I just, I'm grateful. Yeah. And if I miss anybody, I'm sorry. All my family, um, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you all for tuning in today with me and Sierra. Thank you, NC State, NCCU, and um, what was that? Southern Florida. South, South Florida. South, South Florida. Florida. Yes, ma'am. Thank, <laughs> thank y'all for putting her in position to be where she is at because now she's going to be able to make an influence on other people. And one day she'll be oh, in that Lord. position. What happened? I left somebody out. I got to thank my Lord and Savior because without him, none of this is possible. So, Amen. Uh, I'm sorry. So you the man. <laughs> but y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. We signing out.